Wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play I it hope you got in tune. Got he talking bigger business. Big he make a lot of moves. Lot of he moves. talking Skakatoon. I'm saying, wait a minute, wait turn a minute. on the radio. Welcome back to WGN Radio, the startup showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. It's been quite a while. I was just talking to Amy Guth before we went on the show about how the fact I wasn't even sure I still had a job doing a radio show. It's been so long. And all of this, they're canceling, not canceling, but they're ho- holding our shows back for, a, what, a two-win Northwestern Northwestern Wildcats team, which I am a Northwestern grad, so I, it pains me. But uh, I think this show should be on, like, all day long, I think. Uh, joining me right now, Tim Swindle, the, uh, well, formerly of Point Drive, which was, which was bought by LinkedIn, which was bought by Microsoft. Uh, also, he's got a new thing he's going to talk to us about, Lickety Spin, which has got a great story. And you all probably know him from Utter Nonsense, uh, which Amy Guth knows because she's on the box. Uh, but anyway, Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Uh, so first and foremost, Lickety Spin. Yeah, so this is a new uh, project that I am uh, just launched this week, a uh, new product, I should say, that I'm teaming up with my 10-year-old Nissan. So that's been a, a lot of fun. Um, Are you so- running out of co-founders? Is that what's going on here? It's <laughs> <laughs> going through the box like, well, we had an exit and uh, LinkedIn bought every single tech person I knew. So I just dropped down. I went down the family tree and this is what I got. You know, I saw the opportunity for the marketing there quite right away. You <laughs> oh, know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, but no, for real, though, she had come up with this idea of where uh, I think she saw something on YouTube of, of basically making her own fidget spinner with candy. And so she uh, ended up buying like a generic mold and making an imprint of a fidget spinner and then filling it with candy candy melting it and once it hardens pulls it out and she's made her own fidget spinner out of candy and i was like that's that's incredible uh could you go buy like a kit like that that exists out there and turns out that that is uh, not available until this week uh which is what lickety spin is so it's a food grade silicone mold uh, in the shape of a fidget spinner and you just buy whatever candy you'd like and you can pop it in there uh heat it up in the microwave for a minute or two and once the candy melts and cools you pop it out and uh, put the put the finger pads in to spin away, and that's it. Just kind of a fun thing to do for uh, for kids that love fidget spinners. So you and she are going to be super uber loaded, is what's going on here. Cause, <laughs> no, because like, I was saying this, you were on the podcast this week, and I was talking about the fact that this is like to me is like the the lollipop, the candy pop ring of like the new generation. Like yeah. kids can't kids. I don't kids appreciate the the candy ring anymore because like it doesn't do anything. It, it doesn't have like right. it doesn't spin around. It's static and, or yeah, it doesn't, doesn't solve ADD problems, things like that. <laughs> it's and, just candy. Yeah. And I'll, I'm gonna say this because like some of the listeners on this show are maybe a little bit older than those on the podcast, and and so they I've gotten this from tons of people. Like I don't understand your generation. I don't understand this whole fidget spinner thing. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life until I got my hands on it. (laughs) I I was playing it with it in here. Uh, uh, Zach Kaplan, the CEO and founder of Inventables, uh, came on the show and brought it to me. And ironically, we're doing the October 24th. We've got the Inventables Maker Technory Showcase at events.technory.com, which is actually this coming up in two weeks from now. Uh, But he, the guy who's uh, keynote for that, came here with his own one that he made in his 3D Carvey. And I was like, you know, sometimes people give me gifts. Uh, you gave the gift to Amy, which I, I understand. Uh, <laughs> but that's actually not true. You've given me like 42 boxes of utter nonsense. Uh, but at any rate, I, I'm always like, yeah, you know, like a gift. Sometimes people even bring me booze, which is awesome. <laughs> this time, he, yeah, he brought this like little plastic thing. And I'm like, dude, I don't care yeah, about that's this. That's not that cool. But, yeah, well, but, a month later, yeah. it's in my pocket everywhere. And people are like, yeah. why, why are you such a loser? I'm like, I'm not, dude. I just I fell into the fidget spinner thing. Yeah, there is something. It's like mesmerizing once you get it going. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's clearly there's something to it, right? Well, I mean, you, you managed, you two managed to combine 
a ADD solving, uh, well, the verdict's still out on that, but ADD solving problem with the uh, the easy bake oven, which is just like, <laughs> yes. to me, like, what what a scam. I mean, this dude, this dude is like, oh, let me see. What are the two biggest selling things in ki- to kids in the history of humanity? Let's just put them together. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I, well, I'm not giving I, it to you. She's the one who came up with it. Say, yeah, she, it's not you. She, yeah, she's the genius. I mean, it was basically like the way I like to describe it is like, you know, she loves candy. She loves fidget spinners and she loves making stuff. And so we took all three and, you know, combined all of the above. And uh, hopefully there's other kids out there that uh, enjoy it as much as she does. So, um, Well, that's not the only thing you're into. We, we've had you on to talk about utter nonsense. And we've been talking offline about trying to bring utter nonsense to the show in a more meaningful way. And, you know, this is a tech show. And we try to talk about tech stuff. And we may try to figure out how to put utter nonsense into this show in the, tech, the form of tech and tell tech news. But the thing about tech is, like, the only time that there's something that I can feel like is absolute utter nonsense is like some crazy, not saying it's not legitimate, but some crazy exit where it's like, what? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or anything Donald Trump says, I feel like that's the, (laughs) that's the utter nonsense. And so with that, I want to bring out the utter nonsense game and actually have you and I kind of play it or I'll try to play it and you tell me what's going on. And, and those of you out there listening, uh, you can get utter nonsense literally at every target in the world. I think now is that is pretty accurate? Uh, it is. Yes. So there's uh, two versions available. We have the uh, adult version, uh, kind of, a I rate, highly recommend that uh, by the way, we're going to do family here yeah. because it's a family program and I don't want to get uh, you know, a big fine from the FCC, but, <laughs> but I, I'm a personal user and owner and habitual user, as you know, uh, of the, the naughty version. Yes. So the naughty kind of the rated R, uh, version, uh, it's got some inappropriateness to it, uh, but it's it's all fun. And then the family edition, which we just launched uh, a couple months ago, here uh, both of, both are available, you know, at every Target. So and, and, and so just so people know, like this is not just a plug. I'm an um, absolute like my affinity for utter nonsense is is becoming a problem. So fanboy. Oh, I'm a fanboy. Like <laughs> we talk about this all the time. There's an inside joke in their office right now where the guys like. Every single rundown, I have utter nonsense question mark. Like, there's something in there that I can write. I'm like, dude, how many times am I going to hear about this utter? Because they don't, you know, they don't get it. And, I, and I've talked about how, like, you know, in lieu of not, you know, I don't want to drink alone, right? Because that'd be a problem. Yeah. So what I do is I drink with utter nonsense. That way, I'm not alone in my head. <laughs> can, nonsense is your friend. Nonsense is my life. But I can pull out a card and just say it in another voice. I entertain myself. It seems like I'm doing something, and then it's like, well, I have to drink. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I was here playing utter nonsense. They brought the booze. I don't. They who's the they here? There is no they. The they is in the box right now. That's the. They. Do you hear voices? That's a they. That's a they here. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, I want to uh, throw a couple of stories out. Uh, let's see if you can pull a card for us. Let me know what my uh, what my accent's going to be, or maybe if you want to set the tone and tell people a little bit first, like what how this game goes for those that are unaware. Sure. So the general way it's played is that you have uh, two sets of cards. You have accent cards and phrase cards. So an accent could be something like pirate or valley girl or you know British, that type of a thing. Uh, and then the other set of cards are phrase cards. And phrases are just kind of like these short, witty you know, hopefully funny uh, things to say. And the way gameplay works is that, you know, if we were playing, we would flip over a card and let's say that is pirate is the accent. So we'd have to each go around and pick a phrase to say in a pirate accent. And one of the other people that's playing is just the judge and they determine which one of us was the best and it's totally subjective. Um, So that's it. That's that's the idea. Okay, so since I'm used to playing this by myself... (laughs) I figured what better way to do this than play this with myself. 
That almost went out the wrong way. That would have been on the naughty version. If yeah, I said, I'm gonna I was sit here and play with myself. Easy. That's uh, it's a play on words. There. I was well. We were gonna talk about the Harvey Weinstein story, considering you know speaking of playing with yourself. But I think we're gonna leave that for another day. Uh, but at any rate. Uh, the first, let's go with the first card and let me know what my accent's going to be. And then I'm going to give you guys a little local news. Got it. Okay. Well, the, the first uh, accent card is a Chicago in accent. So you better be good at this one. But here's the funny thing though. Like I'm from the suburbs and I have this like deep seated disgust <laughs> with, <laughs> bear with me, uh, with when people are traveling like, where are you from? Like Chicago. I'm like, you're not. You're not. I know you. You're from Wheaton. Yeah. You went to Bennett. You are not. <laughs> like, you can't say you're from Chicago. But that said, I've got a lot of Southside friends, and they sit around there talking about eating beef and things, and it gets a little crazy. So we're going to go ahead here and do a Southside voice as best as I'm capable of doing it. I'm going to read you some local news, which ironically takes place in Glen Ellen, as oh, it says. Home sweet home. Home sweet home. <clears throat> yeah, I wish I could sing that song. Home sweet home. All right, Chicago accent. Two Glen Ellen boys launched a protein bar in their mom's basement, just sold it for $600 million to Kellogg's. I don't think I got it. I don't know. It's it like a, a New York. Like a New like York. A, you're like a little New York thing. Like, uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm working out. All right, let's try one more time, which, by the way, it's a but, shout out to Peter But that is Ray. utter nonsense also for those guys. That's fantastic. I need to, uh, I need to rebound. I need to rebound. Who's my, who's my second choice? All right, the second choice uh, we're going to do is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, here we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're going to let it roll right here. Here it is. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? I will tell you this. I left Texas, and then I left Florida. I left Louisiana. I went to Puerto Rico. I met with the president of the Virgin Islands. We are one nation. We're all hurt together. We hope together. We heal together. Donald Trump actually said he met with the president of the Virgin Islands when, in fact, he he, folks, is the president of the Virgin Islands. That is utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Tim, thank you so much. Where do people go to learn about uh, Fidget, the Fidget uh, Lickety Spin? Lickety Spin, yeah. And so utter Lickety Spin is live on Kickstarter. So you just go to kickstarter.com and look up Lickety Spin. Um, and then Utter Nonsense, like we talked about, is available at every Target in America. So uh, just go to Target or Amazon and pick up uh, Utter Nonsense, family or naughty. Incredible. I recommend it, everyone. We're going to take a break here at WGN, and we're going to be back and learn a little bit more about tech. Thanks so much. Thanks. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. This is WGN Radio. You're listening live on a very, very rainy Saturday. Uh, I'm surprised at how well this show is going so far. I got to tell you, I haven't got any negative tweets or anything. It's been a few weeks since I've been here, and I feel like I was telling Amy before, and I literally don't remember the buttons. I don't remember how to even speak. I think I'm drinking Diet Coke. I don't know what's going on. But what I do know is Joel Schneider is sitting here, LTA Advisors. Uh, Joel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, so we, you know, there's a lot of things we can talk about. I, I was telling uh, the producer before this, we're going to talk to you, I think, uh, for a little bit now. We're going to take our news break and then come back and maybe maybe throw a couple of ideas against you. So why don't we start with what exactly your company does? What's at the root of it? Because you guys do a lot. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, Liberty Technology Advisors is a 20-year-old startup. We're an yep. entrepreneurial firm that helps businesses around the nation help them improve their business performance. We help them implement software systems, improve their business processes, and improve their productivity to improve their profits. Very cool. Uh, you know, I was actually just reading an article. I, I think it was Damon John who was talking at the Inc. 5000 Awards last night or whatever it was last night or the night before um, about the fact that every company should be looking at the internal parts of their company as a startup. So I like it when you, like in on one side, I, I hate the buzzwordiness that people have taken to stuff. But on the other side, I like that you talk about your company as a startup because uh, on this show we have you know we're it's always growing. We this show is a startup. We're always trying to 
change it and, and make people understand things in a better way and so on and so forth. So what I think is cool about your company in particular is that you have taken this approach that it's not like, I don't know how to describe this really. There's an, there's small business. There's like an SMB. That's what it is. And, and it, it's not expected. It's not expected to grow this certain way. It's not taking on capital. It's not trying to expand at this massive rate. It's just doing what it's doing. And then there's companies that are 20 years old that are always trying to expand at rapid growth mode. And you know, you have to solve your own problem as, as for your company, because you are in growth mode constantly and you also create technologies and processes that help companies in rapid growth mode from you know destabilization. Exactly. Both small businesses, medium businesses, large business always have their own challenges. Some of them want to grow fast. Some of them want to grow slow. All of them need great business processes to achieve their mission. What's the number one? I, you know, I usually ask founders and stuff, what, what is the number one business sort of uh, business vertical that you guys are in? Like the one thing that people, not just what you're known for, but like that one thing that's like when somebody calls and that's the thing, like, I got this. Yep. Like, so the number one thing is manufacturing companies and how to increase my manufacturing performance. How do I get my product to my customers on time, the right products, at, uh, the right products? Well, I can tell you this. So we've mentioned this already that this is the uh, month of makers. We're doing a micro manufacturing showcase on October 24th at Chase Auditorium. Um, and we're going to have five uh, founders varying from hobby maker to like doing million dollars plus in business uh, using 3D printers and carvers and stuff. And so it's kind of a perfect, I think, a perfect pivot here before we go to break. I think uh, coming back with you, I'd love to talk a little bit deeper about the manufacturing because not only is it a place close to close to me and my knowledge base, but also um, Chicago is finding itself back at the forefront of of manufacturing and. Uh, and I'm interested to see what you think is important that the new manufacturers coming to Chicago, whether they're micro or, or major, uh, need to be focused on so that they don't make mistakes. Not that we, we want to make little ones that have to call you. We all make mistakes. We all, we all make mistakes. Some bigger than others. <laughs> uh, but with that said, we're going to take a little break here and we'll be back with the news. Wait a minute, Wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it. Time to play it. I hope right. you got Welcome it. back to the Startup Showcase. Joel's sitting here bouncing his head to my song. Someone wrote that song for me. That's the coolest thing, right? Um, I should have this song play everywhere I go, although I don't think anyone except for me would appreciate it. Uh, so as I uh, mentioned before the before the break for the news, and then again before the break for the news, uh, I wanted to have you stick around for a minute and talk a little bit about manufacturing and, and sort of what your recommendations are, because we, for those of you who don't know, um, and just to make sure we, we know, if you're listening to WGN Radio, in case you just woke up, uh, and this is Joel Schneider from LTA Advisors, so uh, we want to talk a little bit about M-Hub as an example, is, is now in Chicago, and, and that is a, a huge coup for me, I think, because I was actually working with a lot of local manufacturers trying to figure out a way to bring this kind of a, a manufacturing hub to Chicago. They tried it in Naperville. It didn't really work really, you know, very well, uh, and I just thought there was a and we were losing it. I mean, we lost a lot of manufacturing for sure, but we were really losing even the innovation component to it. And so now they're back. We've got M-Hub. We've got DMDII. We've got a few other players in this that that are, are turning the tide for us. And so having someone sit here who is an expert in this field, what are some of the areas that you guys work in for manufacturers in particular? And what are some areas that if you were a budding startup, or maybe you're not even a startup, but you're you know trying to innovate and, and pivot a little bit, that you should be very aware of uh, with regard to all things from the technical and process standpoint. So when it comes to manufacturing, the, th the key things that we work in are manufacturing companies. Anybody who makes something, I'm looking around the studio right here, you could make this phone, this microphone, the stuff that goes into your 
um, beverage right there. Uh, I don't want to know what's in this Diet Coke. Um, It doesn't smell like rum. So what we help companies do is figure out how to manufacture that product profitably and meet their customer demands at the same time. So when you're making that um, computer that's in front of me, you have a lot of parts. We have to manage that inventory, not buy too much, not buy too little, because capital is expensive. So young startup companies need to manage their capital. So you don't want to buy 10,000 screens for the computer if you're only going to sell 100 a month. So we know how to manage that inventory, do the right type of buys to lower your capital to improve your customer service levels. So I I think that's great advice. It is complex. And here's the funny thing about this, that I think... You know, and I don't mean to mix the two because they're very different. Micromanufacturing and this are very different things. Uh, but I do think that the rise in maker and in micromanufacturing uh, in, in sort of the DIY stuff here in Chicago is such a huge coup for us because that's the foundation where you can learn about, you know, how much I'm going to make. You know, losing control of the manufacturing process when you go to China and things like that. All this, I mean, that's a different game. Like if you have an MBA or an engineering degree in, in, in manufacturing, China's a separate, that's its own degree in an MBA. And so having somebody home here who knows how to help support you both before you start and then maybe when things go awry uh, is pretty important. What are, what would you say are sort of the, the biggest things that you see people make as like a full on mistake? So it, there's no shortage of mistakes that people make. We see it all the time, but they're not fatal mistakes. They may say we're going to expand into a certain market that they don't have the expertise into and start um, planning for that production without firm orders. So they're betting on the come, and that come may not be there. Yep. So we have to make sure that they have a firm understanding of their commitment, their orders, their customers, and have a good understanding of the information and data so they can make informed business decisions. If you look at any company, especially manufacturing, there's so much data out there. You have to turn data into information, take that information so you can make informed business decisions, and that's what we do. We help our clients get the information to make informed business decisions. Well, given that we are up against the clock, I don't want to ask you a question that's too uh, too long, but I have to anyway. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the data and the connection mm-hmm. and that, that leads my brain to the IoT space. Exactly. So IoT is the emerging trend in the last couple of years and exploding today. Every device can be connected to the internet, which means it could be connected to your internal manufacturing systems. So you now know how every machine is running, the cycle times, how fast they're doing to plan production, much better than any company has ever done before. It is the way to go to collect data and information. Yeah, and so you'll probably get a kick out of this. Then uh, last uh, let's see, last month, yeah, last month we had our showcase uh, with GoGo Air was actually the sure. presenter. But one of the companies on stage was called Hologram.io, and they are in the IoT space. And what they've been working on is an app so that whether you're the owner of a small business or you're you know the plant manager or whatever the case may be, you can literally follow the entire flow of everything that's coming and going and all the communication and speaking, they're working a lot in agriculture. So mm-hmm. if you've got a ton of machines out working in the field, you know, when one thing goes down and if one thing goes down, you know what the, the cycle continues. And so it's, a, but, it, but it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Think about that plant manager today. He could oh have goodness. on his phone, the status of every production machine, whether they're running a capacity, running or not, out of parts. If it breaks down, should it be under maintenance on his phone, 24 hours a day. That is incredible information that was not available three, four years ago. So it's, it's that's why I've been saying that I think that, uh, both 
boys and girls that are aged between 21 and like 27 are the perfect fit for a plant manager of the future because they are on their phone 24 seven as it is. It's <laughs> like, sna- this is what this is. So we just found out LT advisors is the Snapchat for plant managers. <laughs> you see, you are a startup now. Um, so we've got to take our break here. Uh, but I wanted to thank you first for coming here. Where do companies come to learn more about what you do and contact you guys for the point of maybe learning a little bit about how to work with you and, and so forth. The best place to go is our website, www.ltadvisors.com, or just call our main phone number, 847-509-9140, or just call me uh, at any time. I was just going to say, are you going to give your real name or real number? <laughs> I was like, I don't... I don't we have had a few crazies who've come on here and be like, yeah, you can email me or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, you're crazy. Uh, but anyway, Joel, thank you so much. This is really a pleasure. And I, and I want to plug this. We're going to have you back on the podcast uh, in one of the upcoming weeks here because there's so much stuff to go through. When I went through your website to prepare for this show, I'm not kidding. I, I literally was like, click on this. Then I was like, oh, no, no, click on this. Then I was like, click on this. There's so many things. So I'm looking forward to having you on more regularly to learn a lot about this kind of stuff. So, Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. You're listening to Scott Katoon, and this is WGN Radio AM 720. All righty. Welcome back. I'm Scott Katoon. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720 on this not-so-gorgeous Chicago day, although I feel like I'm just a little bit, uh, I don't know, I'm spoiled. Beautiful weather we've had lately, and now all of a sudden it's looking wintry, and it's, I don't know, I guess it's fall. But anyway, uh, we are back here on the show. We're going to talk to uh, Ivory Clasp founder A.V. Zolti, uh, who previously was a showcase presenter, actually, at a, at a past Technorian. It's currently raising a campaign, equity crowdfunding campaign on Republic. If you want to follow along with us, you can go to republic.co forward slash Ivy dash Clasp, uh, and you can actually read more about the company itself. But anyway, uh, are you there, Ivy? I have my co-founder, Sean, uh, with me as well. Oh, cool. Uh, Welcome. Welcome, guys, Sean. Uh, last time as well. Yep. Thank you guys for coming on the show today on a Saturday. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're actually in China right now, too. Are you kidding me? This is a global show. It's a global yeah. network. We have Technorian WGM team, team up to bring you stuff from China direct. You hear it for the year to hear first. <laughs> so, yeah, how is tomorrow? Looking at the at the date, uh, <laughs> it's late and cold. <laughs> I, I bet. Uh, so we're we have a, a tight show today because we're going up against Northwestern. So I wanted to jump right into it. Uh, what exactly is Ivory Clasp? Uh, for everyone who is listening, I am excited to hear a little bit more about it because it's been a little while since we last chatted. What's Ivory Clasp? Uh, Ivory Clasp is a monthly subscription box. Uh, we started off our main business with handbags. So women receive uh, handbags every month or every quarter. They uh, get to keep those bags, and they only pay $45. uh, And and, and that's basically the whole business. Uh, We we also have a new vertical called EarFleek, which is one of the reasons we're out here in China. And EarFleek, E-A-R-F-L-E-E-K, allows women for only $3.50 a month to receive just fun earrings every month. And that's obviously to keep, and that includes shipping and everything. So how did, so I want to kind of set the tone here as best I can under a limited time span. The first thing that I started with is that you guys are currently equity crowdfunding, which is, in my opinion, the democratization uh, of the investing process. I love that everyone, literally all of you listeners right now can sign up right now on republic.co and invest in this company that you're listening to. Um, so I, I want to preface that by saying that it's incredibly cool that you're opening up the opportunity for those to uh, take advantage of your success. I've mentioned this story many times. For those of you who have heard it, I apologize for the hearing it again. But if you're unfamiliar with equity crowdfunding, put it this way. 
when Oculus came live on Kickstarter, the average the average spend was five hundred dollars. So you would have gotten an Oculus, and five hundred dollars is what you would have spent. If Oculus had done it on Republic and done equity uh, equity crowdfunding, you would have been spending five hundred dollars, and you would have gotten a check, an Oculus, and you would have gotten a check for thirty grand. Uh, to give you an idea of how this whole thing works, it's it's, it's pretty cool stuff, and you can make real money at this, which is awesome. Um, but one of the things that has been a challenge is transparency and understanding the company. So I wanted to have you come on here and maybe tell us a little bit about kind of your background as well as uh, Ivory Clasp and sort of, it's not even Ivory Clasp, it's the model that you guys have created. So if you could talk a little bit about both of your backgrounds as well as how you identified this market and model as something that you could do some business in. Absolutely. So it starts off uh, with Sean, whose family's business uh, is in the, they're in the handbag business. And they, uh, they manufacture a lot of big brands. They actually license the brands and they, and they actually uh, create the bag. And what he realized was that you had all, these, all this product these brands or these licensors had to sell that they couldn't sell for full price. And then if they sell it to the off price, of complexities and problems from uh, A, the fact that the brand isn't worth that much if it shows up in these stores, and B, the actual fact that you have to sell them for less. Uh, my background's in startups. I founded a variety of tech uh, companies, went through YC on a previous startup, uh, and uh, I realized for running paid acquisition in another woman's subscription box that there was this opportunity uh, to, to, to get people that bought a product every X amount of time. So at Ivory Class, we saw these two problems. Women get a bag every month or every quarter or however often they want. They said they pay a set price, so we knew we know we can move that inventory. And from the brand side of things, uh, they're able to keep these brands' integrity safe while still move this excess product. Very cool. I love I love these models. I mean, we've had a couple of people on the subscription model. The the challenge that I've always seen in it, and it's not to poo poo anything, but I'm subscribed to a million things, and after a while, I I'm like I don't even remember what I'm subscribed to anymore. So that the only challenge in the subscription model that I've ever kind of faced is. You've got to continually give value. You've got to constantly be, you know, throwing more stuff in the box, so to speak. And uh, what I like is to hear the last time I spoke to you, you were on our stage at Technori and you were pitching Ivory Clasp. And now you've got yet another thing. And, and now you're throwing earrings in the box or at least given the ability to add on earrings. And I'm sure that down the line you'll have necklaces and toenail colors and just all kinds of goofy stuff. But uh, I, I love the potential of a business like this, because if you grow your user base, if you can get a brand out there that people can like, and like, you know what, I'm not sure whether it's boots or it's, or, or it's gloves or it's bags or it's earrings or whatever. I just love the stuff that ivory class brings. Then I think you're going to have a really strong business model. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We feel the same way, of course. Um, so with that said, you know, the, the kind of the questions, what do you think is the biggest challenge you guys are going to face as you sort of move forward? I mean, you know, part of it in my mind ends up just being managing the inventory, but obviously like you guys mentioned, you are uh, very familiar and very well-versed in the space, but what do you think is the biggest weak point that you guys have to, to overcome to be successful? So, so w- one of the hardest points uh, for us is, is from the logistics standpoint. So we've solved a lot of our big wins and a lot of the really, really cool stuff with why our company is so valuable or why we, why we have so much faith in it really comes down to, to, to secret magic we do behind the scenes. For example, on the handbag side, the deals that we struck with these partners that we get this bags for so cheap. And then on the earring side, the magic is how we got shipping so cheap and transaction costs so cheap that we're able to offer a product that's you know so cheap that allows people to get such good value. 
Um, and that obviously lowers churn and cost to acquire user and, and, you know, cascades and all that sort of stuff. So I think the hardest thing for us is, is kind of uh, making sure all this together runs smoothly. So every day, you know, you need to make sure that your fulfillment's running. You need to stay on top of the newest software. There's a lot of structural pieces that go into, you know, keeping this business running. And, you know, it's something it's not necessarily, uh, not necessarily like impossible to do, but it's it's just you know a constant thing that you have to you have to stay on top of. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a there's a million people out there trying to launch things just like this. And the the thing that is, in my opinion, I, I always kind of harken back to. It comes down to a founder, and the idea is great. I mean, it's cool, but like everybody gets ideas. There's a million ideas, and so you know, like it's it's one of those things where ultimately the founder and their background and sort of the execution are the most important parts of it. And so what you mentioned before was that you were a YC grad for those who don't know why combinator, it's basically uh, the, the top place. So I, I just one, I give you one, you got about, about a minute here. So I want you to give me one line of one thing you learned at Y combinator that is going to suit you in the future. Solve your own problem. That's, that's shorter than a minute. That's awesome. Great advice. Uh, where do people go to find out about ivory class as well as where do people go to invest in it? Absolutely. So Ivory Clasp is I-D-O-R-Y-C-L-A-S-P.com. Earfleet is E-A-R-F-L-E-E-K.com. And Republic is Republic.co slash Ivory Clasp. Very cool. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Scott. You have a great day. Yep, you too. Good luck. Safe travels. Uh, well, folks, that's the end of me. Uh, we're going to have the uh, Northwestern pregame coming up here in a second. Go Cats. And uh, I guess if you want to hear more about startup stories, hear more from founders, go to technori.com, download the podcast on iTunes, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori, and you can follow me at Katoon. And before I go, I have to mention it one more time, Tuesday, October 24th, Makers uh, Showcase event at Chase Auditorium. We're going to have Zach Kaplan, the CEO and founder of Inventables, the creator of one of the most insane technologies, the 3D Carvey, uh, there as well as tons of maker companies. So if you want to play with a 3D printer and 3D Carvey, Come to there, get tickets, events.technori.com backslash inventables. I'm Scott Katoon, you're listening to WGN Radio AM 720.